You are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic teaching ministry of Pastor Tibby Peters, the President of Renaissance Assembly Incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Be seated for a moment. After salvation, the most remarkable experience any believer should have is receiving the Holy Spirit. Being filled with the Holy Spirit. Some people erroneously call it baptism of the Spirit. That's not correct. Being filled with the Spirit. That is the next experience after you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. In the upper room in Acts chapter 2, two things happen at the same time. They got born again and filled with the Holy Spirit at the same time. That's what happened in Acts chapter 2. So, when Jesus was talking to them in Acts 1.8, He said, And you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So, He was telling them to wait until the day of Pentecost. That means that this experience will not happen before that day. It will only happen on that day. So they went there and waited. While they were there, the Bible says they continued in prayer supplication. And then, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they all gathered together in one place and they heard the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And they saw cloven tongues as of fire sit upon each one of them. Then verse 4 says, and they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now I want you to understand something. That the church began, the first sign, the first sign that was manifested by the church, the church was born that day, was tongues. Amen. Let me first, before I get, focus on Acts 2, let's go to Mark 16. Mark 16. I'll read from 15 down to 20. Mark 16. In Mark 16, Jesus was living after his resurrection. And he said unto them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, that will believe in your message, and is baptized, shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Then, let's read verse 17 together. And these signs shall follow them that believe. That means this is the way to mark out the ones that have believed. He called them signs. Signs. Everybody say signs. The Greek word there is semon. It means supernatural indicators. Tokens, miracles, 
occurrences that will point to God, His existence or His omnipotence. Are you understanding me? Signs. And these signs shall follow them that believe. That is that the way you will know those that believe is not the way they dressed. The way you will know them that believe is the supernatural indications accompanying them. And then he started listing out them, the, 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 the signs. The first sign listed out is that they will cast out devils. That means the believing ones will cast out devils. When they come in contact with devils, they will expel them. Amen. Number two sign. He said they shall speak with new tongues. The word here is glossolalia. He's not talking about saying that. He's saying they will speak a language that is foreign to them. They will speak, he called it new tongues. The language will be new to them. It's not the language they grew up with. It's not the language they learned in school. They will supernaturally speak a language. Amen. Now, remember when Jesus was saying this, it had not yet happened. He said, this is how to mark out the people that have believed. Amen. They will speak with new tongues. That means tongues is a sign. Amen. It's a sign. Now, after Jesus said this, days later, 40 days later, or 50 days after resurrection, which was the day of Pentecost, which actually means 50 days, the 50th day, then we had Acts chapter 2. Go to verse 4 now, where we started from. And let's read Acts chapter 2, verse 4 together. Want to go? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. This, did you see the language that was used for the experience they had? It didn't say they were all baptized. <laughs> it said they were all what? Filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the language. Stay with the scriptural uh, nomenclature. Amen. That means the language, the, the scripture used, stay with it. Amen. And you'll be confused. Hallelujah. He said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began. Hallelujah. That means that before they, be, before they got filled, they couldn't begin to speak. Amen. But when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they began. Amen. They began to do what? To speak with other tongues. If it has stopped by saying they spoke with other tongues, it will say, okay, you will say, okay, Maybe they spoke with other tongues that they had learned somewhere in French school. Maybe they spoke with other tongues that they learned in German school, on Dutch classes they had. No, no, no. He now went for that to say, as the spirits, amen, gave them utterance. That means that the ability to speak in that other tongue was supplied by the spirits, amen. Meaning it was supernatural. Glory to God. They spoke in that language by the supernatural ability of God. Are we together? So they spoke with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now what has been the confusion for people? Oh, they spoke with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Areas of confusion. Number one. They say, okay, when you read further down, the scripture said that when people around the area came, they heard them speak in their language. Alright? 
magnifying God, praising God, you know, they heard them speaking their language. So someone said, but why are we not hearing what you're saying? The second confusion is that some people think or assume that after they spoke that first day, they had to wait again for whenever praise God. They will be filled again with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Then they will begin to speak again. Are we together? That's the second error. Now, there's a lot of confusion among some folks about tongues because sometimes it is not properly taught, you know, settled down to explain what it is. Are you with me? First of all, it's a sign. Everybody says it's a sign. For all that believe. Amen. Alright? That means that everyone that is filled or has received the Holy Spirit has the ability, amen, to speak with tongues. Now, there's a way I don't say it. Because the scripture didn't say it that way. You've never heard me say it. If any other person said it that way, I didn't say it. Now, I know in certain quarters... It is said that the tongues is the evidence, amen, that you have been filled with the Spirit. There's no scripture that says so. The evidence that you have been filled with the Spirit is the Word of God, amen. The Word of God said, if you ask, you'll be filled, amen. Are you understanding me? Are you getting what I'm saying? Because there are people that got filled with the Spirit, but because they were not taught, they didn't speak with tongues. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean they are not filled with the Spirit. Are we together? Neither is somebody imitating someone that is talking means that he is filled. Are you understanding me? So the tongue is not the evident, evidence. Are you understanding me? But everyone that has received the Holy Ghost has the ability, everybody say the ability, to speak with other tongues. Now it's whether they used it or not. Am I communicating? Has the ability. So, the moment you receive the Holy Ghost. Now, in the early years when we pray for people, someone say, um, um, Pastor, I, I, want, I want to receive tongues. No, we don't receive tongues. We receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. I, yeah, that's the mistake they make. Say, I want to receive tongues. No, you receive the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that enables the person to speak in tongues. Am I communicating? Um, I, want, I want that tongues. No. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you the ability to speak with tongues. So that should be got in clear perspective. Now, um, I'm just trying to help you make the most of the time when you're praying in tongues. So Jesus has spoken about it, Mark 16, 17. This time shall follow them that believe. The second one, he said, they shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. They shall speak with new tongues. So when you receive the Holy Spirit, and it is consistent through our scripture in Acts chapter 2. We saw that when they got filled with the Holy Ghost, they spoke with tongues. You read Acts chapter 8, you find that when Philip went to Samaria, and then after Philip had been to Samaria, Peter came and then laid hands on the people. They got filled and they spoke with tongues. How, how did he know they were filled? Um, that's why the sorcerer was asking that they should give him that ability to do the same thing. Are you understanding me? You go further, you read Acts chapter 19, you have the same experience where Peter, Paul went to he met um, um, 12 folks, 12 men. 
And then he prayed for them. And they also got filled with spirit. They spoke in tongues. Are you understanding me? So the speaking in tongues throughout the New Testament was consistent. Hallelujah. Alright? With people receiving the Holy Spirit. So that, that's clear. Now, where a lot of folks miss it is that, is where I just want to focus on, is the area where they don't understand that the tongue that was given as a sign, it doesn't go and come. Amen. You receive it as a language you can use at will. Amen. Are we together? You can use at will. Glory to God. Alright, so I'm going to show you a few scriptures. Alright? And then um, we'll understand it better. First of all, um, before I start laying out all the scriptures, let me say this. There is a difference. When we talk about tongues, people think about it in just one way. But the scripture talks about it in different ways. And permit me to just explain it to you. The best scripture that will help us will be 1 Corinthians 13. We'll look at from verse 1 down. I'll read from verse 1. Tongue is so important. Why is it so important that if you read 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14. Chapter 12 was dedicated to the gifts of the Spirit. Chapter 13 was dedicated to Love. Why love? I'll come to that. Then chapter 14. <laughs> Out of all the gifts was dedicated to the vocal gifts of which tongues was prominent. To show you how important it is. That means that he said, it's just like somebody's talking about Africa. And then he focuses on West Africa. Then he narrows down on Nigeria. Are you understand what I'm saying? So, that's how I was talking about the gifts, the manifestations of the Spirit. Then, that was chapter 12. In closing chapter 12, he now said, look, how these manifestations will work best and how they will achieve their highest aim in your life is that your motive must be right. Amen. Are we together? It must be because you want to edify others. Not just because you want to show off. Then he said, look, I show unto you a more excellent way. That's how chapter 12 ended. Then in 13, he now started by talking about what that excellent way is, the way of love. So let's start from 13.1. Now look at the first thing he says in chapter 13. Let's read together. I want to go. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Pause. Let me just correct something first. Charity there is supposed to be love. It's not sister charity, right? The, the Greek word there is agape. So it's supposed to be love. For whatever reason that the King James translated it that way, we will find out when we meet the guys that I don't, think, I don't know if all of them are in heaven you understand? I know some of them are not born again I hope you know that Yeah, you know some of the guys that put together King James were not born again they were just Greek scholars that were put together I hope you know that All right. in case you didn't know that, know that. now so you should, you should read love do I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not love 
I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling saber. I want to read a little, then I'll come back to verse 1. Go further. Then he says, And though I have the gift of prophecy. So now, he has talked about tongues. Watch. Now he's talking about prophecy. Are you understanding me? Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith. So he had mentioned prophecy, understanding of mysteries, knowledge. You know, earlier I talked about word of knowledge. Word of, you understand? He's listing them somehow. Then he says, and have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity. I am nothing. Let's just read one more. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I, that's life of sacrifice, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not love, it profits me nothing. So I'll start from three and I'll go back. In this verse, it means that, what this means, is that, when you give, it's supposed to profit you. Amen. Hello. But it's showing you how your giving will profit you. And it's also showing you why some of the times your giving does not profit you. Did you see that? Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and I give my body to be burned, what could be, what, that means I die. Are you understanding me? And have not, that means that if it is propelled by God's love, Agape is not a feeling. I like him. I like her. That's why I gave it. No. I like him. I like her. It's not the love of God. The love of God is superior to I like him. I like her. Are you understanding me? That means that the reason why I took that step was because God's love provoked me. I didn't want to talk about giving, but let me just mention something here. You can give in the flesh... You can give in the spirit. Galatians tells us that. And then he says that he that gives in the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that gives by the spirit or in the spirit shall reap everlasting. That means the supernatural will respond to you when giving is spiritual. It's not all giving that is in the spirit. Now my brother, now I make a giver. You are talking in the flesh. Are you understanding me? You are giving the flesh. For example, the only way they know how to give is in the flesh. So, this scripture is not telling you that. See, the, this, the, long, the summary about God's love is that anytime you are walking in love, you are walking in light. You are walking in the spirit. Amen. Are you with me? Anytime you are walking in love. And of course, you know, I'm not talking about love in the, in the sense of a boy trying to sleep with a girl. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the love of God that's not demanding anything. Amen. But it's giving everything. Hallelujah. So, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be born, and it's not out of the agape. Yeah, they say, it profits me nothing. That means, it's that love of God that makes your giving profitable. Amen. First thing here, giving is supposed to profit you. Are you hearing me? Your sacrifice to the gospel is supposed to profit you. Any other person or thing that suggests otherwise is contrary to what the scripture is saying. Someone can abuse it too. 
but it's meant to profit you. Amen. <laughs> I mean, that's when I mean someone can abuse you. I mean, someone can do, practice this in the wrong way. But the design, the way God packaged it, was to profit us. Hallelujah. Go to verse 2. Now, in verse 2, he was talking about gift of prophecy, understanding of all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have no profit, I am nothing. That means that my accomplishments are of no value. It doesn't make me a person of value or significance. Amen. If it is not driven by love. Amen. Are you seeing that? But where we're going to is tongues. So let's go to verse 1. Now, I had read this, or this, had even, this scripture had been read to me even as a young person, you know, as a child. And um, for a very long time, growing up, I always thought that Paul was just use, making an illustration. The illustration, there's no point to get from the illustration. We're just making an illustration. I could go past that and focus on love. But as we found out, he was not making an illustration. He was teaching. His illustration was also still bringing out a light. Amen. So what, 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 what am I saying? He was telling us that. Let's start with the spinning brass or tinkling cymbal. You have this drum set. You have these, um, what do you call those cymbals now? Yeah? You know? Yes, the, the, the well, hi-hats, what do you call them? Yeah, go and hit one of them also. Just hit it. Not in any coordinated way. Just hit, just make noise. No, with the stick. Where is the stick? Why are you using pen? Imagine that you are trying to sleep now and somebody is doing this. Keep doing it. Just the problem is they are a musician. I need someone that is not a musician. You know, as you are playing a beat. Don't do as you are playing music. Just make noise. Amen. You still making music. <laughs> music is inside you. Now, you know the difference between music and noise? Music is a, uh, is a coordinated sound. You know, noise is uncoordinated. Now, look at the language he's saying here. I am become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. I'm making noise. Amen. That means that I'm not supposed to make noise. There's a coordinated sound that's supposed to be coming from me. Amen. Are you getting it? Let's go back to the scripture again. Let's read together. I want to be... Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity. That means the moment love is absent in my action, I am making noise. Amen. I am making noise. That means that the essence of tongues was for me to give a coordinated sound. Amen. It might sound naturally uncoordinated, but in the realm of the Spirit is a coordinated sound. Amen. It has meaning. Are we together? But in this same scripture, he taught us something. That there is a difference between the tongues of men 
and the tongues of angels. Amen. So he said, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels. What was he talking about? This is where, if you understand this, you will never have any confusion about tongues. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 12. From, I'll read from verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now he wants to list out the manifestations of the Spirit. What you call the gifts of the Spirit. Alright? He wants to list them out, one after the other. And there are, how many of them? Nine. What's the first one? To one is given what? Word of wisdom. What's the second one? Word of knowledge. No, verse 9. What's the next one? Faith. What's the next one? Gifts of healing. Next one. Walking of miracles. What's the next one? Prophecy. What's the next one? Discerning of spirits. Pause. Now, I want you to look at the next two carefully. What's the next one? Diverse kinds of tongues. This is not what you received when you got filled with the Holy Ghost. But this is a manifestation that can now come out of your life because you have received the Holy Ghost. Amen. This is the confusion. It says, diverse kind. This one is saying different kinds of languages. Amen. Are we together? That's the one that someone can go to a place. And he has never learnt the Indian language. I don't know, whatever the language is. Or Chinese Mandarin. He never learnt it. And then he gets to China. And then he starts speaking Mandarin to the Chinese folks supernaturally. Amen. This is the operation of the diverse kinds of tongues. Amen. Is that clear to you? The next one is to another. The interpretation of what? Of tongues. Of those diverse kinds of tongues. In the same way also you can supernaturally understand a language you didn't learn. Amen. This is different. That's all of this. Diverse kinds of tongues is what Paul meant. The tongues of men. You are speaking in, supernaturally in the tongues that men understand. Amen. So you are an Igbo folk born in Onisha. Never been to any state, any um, 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 place in the southwest. But when the power of God comes upon you, begin to speak Yoruba. Ijebu Yoruba. Are you understanding me? And then after speaking it, you might not be able to speak it another time. Amen. Because it was a manifestation of the Spirit. That is different from what we say. Let's pray in tongues. Are you understanding me? It's not the same. Am I communicating? Let it be clear to you. Go back to my First Corinthians thirteen one. 
In 1 Corinthians 31, it said, Though I speak with tongues of men. That's tongues of men. Tongues of men means a tongue that humans communicate in. Amen. Human languages. Then he said, and then, and of angels. That means the tongues that the beings, immortals, amen, speaking. Tongues of angels. Are you with me? So, is this tongues of angels that Paul was speaking about and explaining in 1 Corinthians 14. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. We'll read 1, 2, 3, 4. He now says, Follow after charity, which is love, and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. Then he says, Let's read together. I want to go. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, Speaketh not unto men. Now, is that not clear? He's not talking about the tongues of men. Amen. Are you with me? Speaketh not unto men. When I start praying or speaking in tongues, I'm not talking to a human being. Am I communicating? I receive that prayer language when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. And I can use it anytime I want to use it. I'll show you another scripture. I can use it whenever I want to use it. So, he speaketh not unto men, but unto what? God. Then he says, read the next line. For no man understandeth him. That means that no natural man can understand the language. The only way someone can understand it is the Holy Ghost giving him the interpretation. Amen. Am I communicating? You know why it's called interpretation of tongues? The gift is what? Interpretation. It's not called translation. So someone can speak to and the translation is the interpretation is peace. One word. Because it's not a translation. It's an interpretation. Are you listening to me? So no man understandeth him. Then he says, how be it in the spirit? <laughs> he speaketh mystery. That means the sound that is going out from him is coordinated. In the spirit, it makes sense. So when we say pray in tongues, <laughs> don't take it lightly. In the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. Let's read for that. We'll get to verse 4. He continued, he said, For he that prophesied, speaketh unto men, because for the, uh, unto men to edification is exhortation and comfort. Now, the difference between prophecy and tongues is that prophecy is an inspired utterance in a known language. Tongues is an inspired utterance in an unknown language. Are you with me? So, if I'm prophesying to you, I'm speaking a language that you know. Amen. But when I'm speaking in tongues, it's inspired by the Holy Ghost, but not in a language that you know. Am I communicating? It can't be simpler than that. Alright, so, <laughs> praise God. 
Try and make it as simple as possible. So, he that prophesied, speaketh unto men. To edification, exhortation, and comfort. Verse 4, where is it going to? He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, edifieth himself. Praise God. That means it benefits you. Today will not be a good time for me to start explaining edifying. It will take me another service to do that. So you will speak in tongues. Amen. So I want to skip, I want to read, just pick a few verses and just emphasize some points and then we'll pray a little again. Um, I'll read verse 5. I'll read I'll read verse 15. Then I'll read 13 and 14. Did you hear what I said? What's the first one I said I'll read? 5? What's the second one I said read? Okay, let's do it this way. I said 5, 15, 13, and 14. Do it this way. 5, 15, 39, 13, and 14. Amen. Alright? Don't forget to. 5, 15, 39, 13 and 14. You say, why is it like that? That's how it is. Five. I would that you all speak with tongues. That means it's not for some. You all. Everybody say, you all. Paul was saying, I would that you all speak with tongues. But rather that you prophesied. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interprets that the church may receive edifying. Now, he's not talking to pastors. He's not talking to prophets. He's talking to believers. Amen. Okay, maybe King James is not helping you. I would. Let's... Read it in um, New King James. New King James. All right, let's read it. One to go. I wish you all spoke with tongues, <laughs> but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. I'm thinking of a translation that will not take us off course. NIV. I just look over. Okay, thank you. It's just that first line I want to show you. Let's read together. I want to go. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. Amen. That means it's not for some. Tap your neighbor and say, speaking in tongues is not for some people. It's for all believers. It's for you. That's verse 5. 
Let's go to 15. Okay, back to my King James. Now, you can pray in tongues at will. This is what I want to show you here now. Can we read it together? I want to go. What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. And I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit. And I will sing with the understanding also. What does I will mean? Can you say, I will go to heaven and come back? Because, are you understanding me? When you say will, it means it's within your power. Amen. How many of you will eat today? I hope it's within your power. How many of you will leave church after service? You will go home. When we close, how many of you will go home? How many of you say, if it's the will of God... I will. Now, what Paul is saying, Paul is saying, what is it then? I will pray with the Spirit. That means I can pray with the Spirit when I want to. In the same way that I will pray with my understanding. If you say, um, uh, brother, so come and pray for us. You say, the prayer is not coming out. The, the most you ask is, what should I pray for? Oh, just pray for this, for this, for this service. Oh, bless the food. Then you say, Father, you think of what you're going to say. Is that not so? Then you pray. That means you can pray when you want to in your understanding. Am I communicating? The scripture is teaching you also that after you receive the Holy Ghost, you can pray also in tongues as you will. Amen. When you want to. How long you want to. Amen. Did you get that? So I will pray with the spirits. I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirits. And I will sing with the understanding also. I don't want to go to the also talk. Alright. 5, 15, 39. Verse 39. Then we'll come to 13 and 14. Now, let's read 39 together. I want to go. Wherefore, brethren? Who, who are brethren? Brethren, their sister in brethren. Brethren is an old way of saying brothers and sisters. Give me New King James. Let me see if New King James changed it. Brethren. NIV. <laughs> okay. Uh, give me message. Or NLT. They are talking another thing. NLT. <laughs> so, some of them are gender sensitive, all right? So, so consider it. So, and some people are taking that out of context. Should I even tell you that one now? In trying to be gender correct, I don't know whether that's the language you use. You know, so they say, you know, God's word. Of course, King James is English. It's a human language. Uses, says sons of God. Whether we are sons of God. Whether you are 
So we have his sons and she sons. Amen. But we're all sons. Amen. The idea is the hills is that we are offsprings. All right. The heirs of God. Praise God. Now, but um, some group in Europe, the madness always seems to come from there. You know, <laughs> precisely England came up and said they want to change how the Bible is written. That even God shouldn't be referred to as He. That's okay, right? She there. <laughs> and she said unto thee. <laughs> Some people they are mad. I'm very stupid. <laughs> Alright, so my dear brothers and sisters, be eager. So brothers, brethren, go back to King James. Wherefore, brethren, you are inside the brethren, covet to prophesy, and use a strong term when it said covet. Uh, uh, today I'm not talking about that, so I'll, I'll skip that. But the last part, let's read together. I want to go. And forbid not to speak that means tongues is not an option, it's a must. Forbid not to speak with other tongues. With tongues. So when they say, do you speak? I say, God forbid. <laughs> he said, don't forbid to speak in tongues. You should speak in tongues. So my last one, 1314. Then he says, for those of you that are already speaking, there's another level. Amen. Amen. Let's read together. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may what? Kai. Why? Hmm. But let's read 14. It's explaining. Let's read together. I want to go. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. That's why he's saying that if you pray in tongues, pray that you may interpret, so that your understanding will be fruitful. Amen. To be edified means that in your spirit, you are either charged, built up, stirred. Alright? That's what it means to be edified. You can be edified, but still in your mind, you don't feel like you gained anything. Amen? So it says your understanding is unfruitful. But if you interpret, then what has happened in your spirit now makes sense. Amen. Are we together? I just know that God has done something. I just know that something has happened. Interpretation is lacking. When interpretation now comes, 
It's not, I just know that God, God has done something. You will know the something that God has done. Amen. It's my salary that I've increased it. Amen. Is the contract has been awarded. Because you prayed out with your understanding, interpreting what you had prayed in the Spirit. Amen? Let's read 13 and 14 again. I want you to see it. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in tongues... Is there a him that speaketh in tongues? Is there a he I have that speaketh in tongues? Pray that he may interpret. He's telling you how to interpret now. Are you answering me? Pray that you may interpret. So that your understanding will be fruitful. Verse 14. If I pray in a unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. So if I want my understanding to be fruitful, I will interpret. Amen. Did you get that? So I want to just pray in tongues. Um, again, we take another round of tongues. And then if there is need for any other information, uh, there are many other scriptures to go to. But I just focused on this. So most of the time, when we were leading you in prayer, maybe somebody else is leading in prayer, there are always scriptures you bring up, First Corinthians 14, 4. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, Jude 1, 20. I'm just giving you all the other scriptures that make those scriptures make sense. Amen. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? I will, I will pray with, 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 this, with my spirit. I will pray with my understanding also. Are you ready? Let's rise. I just pray in tongues. I want to encourage you. Don't just pray in tongues in church. In your private time, your personal life, pray in tongues a lot. You know, just like every truth in Scripture could be taken out of order. People could push truths beyond limits. But truly, tongues, a dear man of God called it an unending stream. Amen. Sometimes people might take it out of context. And that's why I tell you when you're leading prayers, if you're leading prayers among believers, give direction to prayers. There's something what we call united prayer, a corporate prayer, a different kinds of prayer. There's prayer of agreement. That's between two persons. But there are times where we're praying as a church, corporately, united prayer, in agreement. We have to 
be in agreement. So direction has to be given. What are we praying about? So whoever is leading the prayer must give direction. Give direction with scriptures and prayer points. Hallelujah. Are we together? And as a pastor, I have addressed that severally. Where you have cell leaders or leaders or even pastors that are unprepared. They just come and say, everybody, pray in tongues. They just start praying in tongues. You don't achieve much. There might even be some people there that don't even know what they're doing. But it should be better. More defined. If you show a scripture why we want to pray. You give a reason what we want to pray for. At the end of that session, people will be able to tell what they achieved. Amen. Am I communicating? Praise the Lord. I want us to pray with verse 13 and 14. Alright? That's the next thing we're going to do. 1 Corinthians 14, 13 and 14. I was, what we just did was to there are some people that were not here when we started so it's to stare you to be on the same plane with us alright so verse 13 and 14 let's read together again wherefore let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret that's what I want us to do now amen alright so that your understanding will be fruitful hallelujah so when we stand up now you will pray I will interpret your prayer. Amen. I will call three or four of you out. You will tell me the interpretation of what you prayed. Amen. Alright, so when you stand up now, you say, Lord, I am praying to interpret my prayer in tongues. Amen. Do you hear how I told you to pray? I called out some people years ago to receive the Holy Ghost. So I said, um, the Bible says, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me. As scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of rivers. So the, the condition there is test. I also quoted another scripture that says that if you ask a few that are evil and your children ask you for bread, do you give them stones? If they ask you for eggs, do you give them serpents? Um, then if they ask for fish, do you give them scorpions? If you be even know how to give good gifts to your children, much more will the Holy Spirit be given to them that ask him. I'm quoting Luke. So I said that means that we're supposed to ask. Amen. So I said, ask to receive the Holy Spirit. Then I saw some oh, oh God, you must give me Holy Spirit today. Then some start crying. Find me worthy to give me spirit. Oh manner. I said, Shh, let me show you how to pray. How to pray can save you <laughs> a lot of headache and heartache. Just to show you how. How? We have saved the destinies of men just by saying, Hey, pray this way. A simple pray sometimes are like, ah. Eh, that's the problem. 
It's how you are praying. That's the problem. And then I say, no, pray this way. So I said, don't pray like that. The Holy Ghost has already been given. Thank Him that He has given you the Spirit. Then take. Eh. I said, so, just say, Lord, I thank you that I have received the Holy Spirit, that you have given us the Holy Spirit. Today I receive what you have given. Amen. I said, that is enough. What I told you to pray, don't add. Oh, Chileke, don't add anything. Just pray that prayer. And then, pam, 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 pam. And receiving. It's by correcting how they pray. So now I've asked you to pray that you may interpret. <laughs> don't start that your apart my neighbor generator prayer. <laughs> you know, some of you, the generator you use, that's the problem in your prayer. Amen. Because you think your prayer life is like that generator. Amen. <laughs> How many times do you pull? Nine. No, you have to pull like 11 times before it will start. So, you wait two. You put your face like this. Then you put it like this. Then you put it like this. It has to before. You understand that? Why are you suffering? Your prayer is simple. Your word says, let him, it's God that said it. Let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Lord, I speak in an unknown tongue, so I pray that I will interpret. In Jesus' name, amen. Did you hear me? Simple. Read it again. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Is there anybody that speaks in an unknown tongue here? Okay, so you qualify to pray. Let's put it in New King James. Maybe some of you are not getting the language. Where are you going to? You're going to another verse. 13. Read it with me. Want to go? Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. Is there anybody that speaks in tongues? Say amen three times. Shout hallelujah once. Hallelujah. You won't even know. I can't start explaining why I told you to do that. It will take another service. But it has achieved what I wanted it to achieve. Alright, are you ready? So, someone here going to interpret today? Is someone here going to interpret today? What will you interpret? Your prayer. So, as you stand up now, you will pray in tongues. Alright? Listen, let me just tell you how it works. When I tell you in Jesus' name, I say stop. Just stop wherever it stops. The moment you stop, you'll be able to interpret what you just prayed. Amen? You start praying it in your understanding. Amen? For some of you to come out like a prophecy, for some of you to come out as prayer, are you understanding me? But now in your understanding. It is exactly what you were praying about in tongues. Are you ready? So, the, okay, the first prayer I'm supposed to pray is that you interpret, right? You don't have to stand up to pray that prayer. So as you're sitting down now, lift your hands 
and pray that prayer and pray that you will interpret your prayer this evening. That as you pray now, you will interpret what you pray. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you. You are the one that speaks in tongues and you are praying that you may interpret. And therefore you receive interpretation for the prayer you are about to pray now. Just here, alright? You know, sometimes people in looking out for the spectacular means the supernatural. What, you know, when we say let's pray in tongues, that's what it looks like, you know. Now, some of you for the first time have had interpretations of your tongues. Amen. Let me just help somebody here. Okay, you were praying, so I want to show you what, what, how this works. You, you were praying in tongues, and then you just started learning how to interpret. And then you, just like what he said now, you, interp- you are trying to interpret. And you maybe make a sentence in your understanding, and you get stuck. What do you do? Pray in tongues again. Amen. You pray in tongues again. Are we together? And then you come back. It will open. Are you understanding me? So, I'm just helping someone here. So, you, you, you get stuck like, okay, you said what came, and there's nothing else coming. You go back in tongues again. Then you come back again. You have more, more grounds. Are you understanding me? And after a while, then you, more frequently you do that to be easier for you. Amen. It's just that that's how it works. Praise God. So, let's go back to our scripture. You know, we're putting God's word to work, right? 1 Corinthians 14, 13. So, wherefore, let him that speaketh in a own tongue pray that he may interpret. That's what we did. So, how many of you interpreted? Let me see your hand up. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. That's a good number. Amen. Celebrate Jesus again. Amen. <laughs> Let's move on to something. Verse 14. I just show you that. Then we'll move on to something else. For if I pray in a known tongue, my spirit prayed by my understanding. So, now your understanding is fruitful. Amen. You know what exactly you prayed about, and the victory you had in your spirit. Amen. Glory to God. I'm happy for you. Amen. It's a good thing, right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So let me give you the word, the interpretation of what I was praying. Amen. Alright? And then we'll get into the next part of the service. Are you ready? You know, when we pray in tongues, the Bible says, how be it in the spirit he seeketh mysteries. Mystery does not mean nonsense. It means coded sense. Are you understanding me? It makes sense, but it's coded. If you are not in the name, we never know. Amen. It's not nonsense. And so some of you, what has happened is that there are Coordinated sounds that you've released. Are you listening to me? And the circumstances around you will respond to those sounds. It was not tinkling cymbal. It was not sounding brass. Amen. You are not making noise. They were coordinated sounds. You sent it. And circumstances are responding. Some of you tonight, you will see that some circumstances already responded. When you meet those circumstances, they will already yield to you. Amen. They will yield to you. They will yield to you. Glory to God. Now, what I was saying is not interpretation. I'm sharing what I'm seeing. Amen. Okay, so let's get to interpretation. Glory to God. Listen. 
He's leading you in the paths of righteousness. Where your right standing is beginning to produce present our results. Where that which Christ had done has become what is manifesting in your hands and what your eyes see. It's no more things that are in your spirit. They are now things that your hand can handle and your eyes can see and you can relate with. It is experiences. Yes, new experiences. New experiences. New experiences that make you function in a new season. The weather changed. And the seasons are in your favor. They are in your favor. The seasons are in your favor. Yes, the seasons are in your favor. The sun is in your favor. The rain is in your favor. <laughs> yes, are leading you in the paths of righteousness. Your right standing is bringing forth fruit that your hands can touch, your eyes can see. Yes, for some of you, fruits of what you can live in. What you can use. Yes, that day has come. It has come. And you are in that day. You are in that day. You've come into new experiences. New seasons. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Keep yielding to that leading. Keep yielding to that leading. They are parts of righteousness. They are parts of righteousness. The only fruit that will come from those parts are fruits that prove your right standing with God. Says the Spirit of God. Say, I receive. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faith faith or 